and indeed nothing is easier for a man who has as the phrase goes followed the sea with reverence and affection than to evoke the great spirit of the past upon the lower reaches of the thames the tidal current runs to and fro in its unceasing service crowded with the memories of men and ships it had borne to the rest of home or to the battles of the sea it had known and served all the men of whom the nation is proud from sir francis drake to sir john franklin knights all titled and untitled the great knights errant of the sea it had borne all the ships whose names are like jewels flashing in the night of time from the golden hind returning with her rotund flanks full of treasure to be visited by the queen's highness and thus pass out of the gigantic tale to the erebus and terror bound on other conquests and that never returned it had known the ships and the men they had sailed from deptford from greenwich from erith the adventures and the settlers king's ships and the ships of men on change captains admirals the dark interlopers of the eastern trade and the commissioned generals of the east india fleet hunters for gold or pursuers of fame they all had gone out on that stream bearing the sword and often the torch messengers of the might within the land bearers of a spark from the sacred fire what greatness had not floated on the ebb of that river into the mystery of the unknown earth the dreams of men the seed of the commonwealths the germs of empires the sun set the dusk fell on the stream and lights began to appear along the shore the chapman lighthouse a three-legged thing erect on a mud-flat shone strongly lights of ships moved in the fairway a great stir of lights going up and going down and farther west on the upper reaches the place of the monstrous town was still marked ominously on the sky a brooding gloom in sunshine a lurid glare under the stars and this also said marlow suddenly has been one of the dark places of the earth he was the only man of us who still followed the sea the worst that could be said of him was that he did not represent his class he was a seaman but he was a wanderer too while most seamen lead if one may so express it a sedentary life their minds are of the stay-at-home order and their home is always with them the ship and so is their country the sea one ship is very much like another and the sea is always the same in the immutability of their surroundings the foreign shores the foreign faces the changing immensity of life glide past veiled not by a sense of mystery but by a slightly disdainful ignorance for there is nothing mysterious to a seaman unless it be the sea itself which is the mistress of his existence and as inscrutable as destiny for the rest after his hours of work a casual stroll or a casual spree on shore suffices to unfold for him the secret of a whole continent and generally he finds the secret not worth knowing the yarns of seamen have a direct simplicity the whole meaning of which lies within the shell of a cracked nut 
But Marlowe was not typical, if his propensity to spin yarns be accepted, and to him the meaning of an episode was not inside like a colonel, but outside, enveloping the tale which brought it out only as a glow brings out a haze, in the likeness of one of these misty halos that sometimes are made visible by the spectral illumination of moonshine. His remark did not seem at all surprising. It was just like Marlowe. It was accepted in silence. No one took the trouble to grunt, even, and presently he said, very slow, "'I was thinking of very old times, when the Romans first came here, nineteen hundred years ago, the other day. Light came out of this river since, you say, nights?' "'Yes, but it is like a running blaze on a plain, like a flash of lightning in the clouds. We live in the flicker.